Jack of Trades podcast. My name's Kiki. I am one of your hosts. And I am Frankie Kungus, part two of your host experience. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about Juggalos. Yeah, because uh, on account of us seeing a movie tonight on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the well. At the well in Bushwick. Um, Taylor Schilling's going to be there. Taylor Schilling, I just realized her, Taylor Schilling's going to be in Bushwick yeah. of all places. Yep. I love her. Showing a movie about ICP. Not specifically ICP, but it's about, like, I don't know, like, doesn't her brother, like, come back from a place and then is a juggalo? No. I don't, I don't know. No, uh, her brother comes back into her life like an estranged brother and drops off her niece to Ah. watch, and her niece is, like, a misfit kid. And her niece is a juggalo. And her niece is a juggalo. She's That's like 12 even... or something. And like she, <laughs> she runs away to the gathering of the juggalos, which Damn. is like the big festival they have in the middle of the woods. Wow. Where everyone just like does an insane amount of drugs, f- ranging from like pothead regular drugs to like, you know, free like, meth. <laughs> and crack and people hanging from hooks. Yeah. We watched the video of like the festival and it's just like somebody in like a chicken head costume and another person in like a devil costume with like the face completely blacked out and they're all like this is the only place I feel normal <laughs> and I'm like okay great and then there's a dude hanging being suspended by hooks mm-hmm. that are in his body which I've seen before yeah I've seen it um, I had a class in college at Purchase where the professor was like super into that stuff like the class i took was uh the body a medium so it was just all about how people use their body for art which was super cool and she said that she did it like she went to like some like tribe and they put hooks in her back and suspended her and she immediately like passed out like could not handle the pain could not handle like the pressure and like everything she just fainted being suspended I would faint <laughs> yeah I, I, get, I faint when I get shots or blood taken but that's just me I'm trying to do both of those this week you got a shot no I uh, acupuncture oh. oh yeah that's right I would faint instantly <laughs> <laughs> which is fucked up because I have tattoos I have piercings like I shouldn't be that afraid of it but it's like the idea of like something being injected into you like or a like piece being of metal or ink. taken away yeah, but the ink sits. It's not going into my bloodstream. Okay. You know, like, when you get a shot or you get blood taken out, you feel it everywhere. It's like, oh. <laughs> I don't want to feel... I don't feel tattoos in my toes if I'm getting a tattoo on my arm, you know? So, I don't know. That's the difference, I guess. Email us at NYC if you also faint and you're over four years old. <laughs> um... So anyway, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Juggalos? No, not really. Really? I'm just super excited to see it tonight. Oh, yeah. Then ICP is playing after yeah. that. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, so Taylor which, Schilling is introducing the movie 
about the <laughs> gathering and her knees running away. And, and then, then we then watch ICP, the movie. Yeah, and then ICP is going to have like a performance. I'm so probably I'm only going to watch like out. one song. They're going to have seats for the movie and I hope they get rid of them before they get thrown. Yeah, they'll get they thrown. they don't clean up and change over really quick, like shit's going to go down. <laughs> I don't know. It's also on a rooftop. So like... No, it's in the backyard. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. It said rooftop. It's like the series is rooftop. Oh, okay. Well, that's lame. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have my camera. I'm going to try to take some pictures. Don't get it covered in soda. Me. Yeah. I'm spray bring... that Fago all over the place. Mm-mm, I'm going to bring... Wait, what? Fago? Yeah. That's the, that's the brand of soda that they use. That's disgusting. That's some redneck shit. It is right some redneck there. shit. But um, they couldn't even Jeff, get Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> no. come on. Well, Jeff was saying they use uh, diet soda, so it's not sticky, which um, is very considerate. I the guess. only considerate thing they do at these shows. <laughs> Besides, whack each other in the head with chairs and say that we're being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Violence. Um, what else happened in these past two weeks? You tell me. Let's see. Let's flip back into popular culture in the past couple of weeks. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's <laughs> a lot of sadness. Oh, yeah. There was a Texas shit with the ICE deportations and the kids being held and uh, possibly yeah. raped and lost. And yeah. So I saw fun. on the news today that... Uh, they have no I plans to. Today. They have no plans on getting families back together. No plans at all. No plans at all. But They're where like, are the fa- like? Are they all in like the same state? Are they in Mexico? Like nobody knows where anybody is. Basically, I assume that like the parents are also being detained somewhere else. Like somewhere else, like nearby. Like if I were a fucking monster and wanted to traumatize <laughs> children. At least have a little bit of kindness in your heart. No, there's no, no kindness. Go back to Mexico, you goddamn Mexican. They're not even Mexican. <laughs> well, then what are they? I if it's in Texas, they're crossing the border from Mexico. Yeah, but they're coming from like Honduras. Oh. Through Mexico. Fuck. Well, and if you're that ignorant, you'll call them all Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, is that they're all just, like, migrants and immigrants. They're being lumped together with the Middle Eastern migrants, and yeah, they're just, like, Mexican migrants. Oh, wait, they're not actually Mexican, they're Honduras, and the thing is, it's all our fault. It's all America's fault. Well, it's not my fault. It's not your fault. I didn't do anything. It's Reagan's fault, and George Bush Sr.'s fault, mm. George Bush Jr.'s fault, a lot of it's Nixon's fault. Goddamn Nixon. Yeah. And Obama. Mm. And now yeah. Trump. It's just like it's just everyone. It's the fault of all. It's everyone's fault. It's the Henry leaders Kissinger of America's. Has been fucking Central America since like, what, the 40s? I and don't know. I never paid attention in history class. Well, if you did, you'd understand more about what was going on right now and how it's like not just Trump's problem. I kind of don't really want to know what's going on because ignorance is bliss and I'll just get really sad. I'm already very sad. Yeah. So if I had to think about like how sad other people are too, it's just, 
I know that sounds really fucked up, but like, <laughs> I, I got my own life to live. Let a girl live. Damn. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to not let it like get in the way of your life and yeah, enjoying yourself. Yeah, because it's like I want to help and like I want to be there, but it's like it's also in Texas and guarded yeah. by ICE with guns. Exactly. What am I gonna do here? Like, who am I gonna donate? How do I know that? How do I know that money's actually gonna go to the place that it's supposed to go to? It usually doesn't. It, yeah, it usually doesn't. So it's like. I don't know. I feel like I can't really help besides spread awareness, but everybody knows, and I don't even have the right facts. I don't even know what facts to share. So that's why I just stay the fuck People out of it. People don't even know I don't know anything. I don't know if anymore. this is even real. What's real? Nothing's real. Yeah. You know, like it's I just the it's fucking fake. internet, and it's people putting twists and spins, and like I just, I, I don't have the mental energy or capacity to like weave out like what's real and what's not what sources are like you know yeah because like there's a good chance that some of the footage of children in cages are from obama we're from obama's time yeah so it's like and or staged yeah by like liberal news outlets Mm -hmm. and both sides are at fault for this fake news shit yeah exactly and i'm just like i'm over it i can't I mean, maybe this is what Trump and the Republicans want in the administration. It's just like you don't know like what's real and what's not. And congratulations, you did it. (laughs) I really have no idea what the fuck is going on. If you're interested in more about this, I just watched the documentary Hypernormalization, which uh, if you Google it, it's available for free online. It's by Adam Curtis, who works for the BBC. Okay. And um, it talks about exactly that. Hypernormalization is a phrase for this phenomenon in the in the Soviet Union, like right before it ended, where everyone knew that life in the Soviet Union was fucked, and everyone knew that the country was about to fall apart, but no one could say it, so mm. they just pretended it was normal. So everything was hypernormal. Oh, everything is fine. <laughs> you know. Well, people know everything isn't fine here. Like yeah. it's pretty. I'm glad that we have like the, the fact that the we're even talking about talk it right about now. It. Yeah. yeah, we're not gonna get shot hopefully by like <laughs> right, right out. Our I'm window. looking out the window right now. <laughs> I don't know. The, the people next door look a little, a little suspicious. Yeah, but yeah. So um, yeah, the process of hypernormalization. Putin has a guy on his team that that's his like job and uh, his mo is to make things look normal and just like try and confuse people too like yeah. he he his thing was that on Putin's rise to power he paid both sides of everything you know like bank student in America they yeah. he would he would fund like neo nazis and then he would also fund like socially democratic like civil rights groups mm. and so that they would just fight each other and not worry about what was actually going on yeah and why? Why do people do these things? It's just dumb. Just like live your life. Wouldn't it be like so it's much? Of power. But wouldn't people it be so much more relaxing if you could just fucking chill and like be honest and like be like, you know what? I don't want to bomb Syria. Or you know what? I don't want to keep all these people fucking captive. Or whatever. Like, wouldn't it just be way more chill? It would be. Just smoke but. a joint. Just smoke a joint and really think about your life. But people in power don't want to just smoke a joint and relax. 
Well, because if they smoked a joint, they'd probably die of an anxiety attack because they'll be like <laughs> realizing what they've done. Oh their my whole god, lives. what have I done? Oh my god, I killed millions of people. Oh my god, I've fucking. That's why the elites do those crazy drugs like Adderall and Coke and uppers. Uppers, uppers. that make you not think about anybody but yourself. Yeah, and. Uh, because if they took like psychedelics or you know smoked a little bit of pot, I think they would be a little too introspective and they would just have to stop. Mm-hmm. But um, in other news, we have a 28-year-old congresswoman from the Bronx. Yeah, so people are doing something about yeah. it. Yeah, we had so uh, that's really fucking cool. Miss Ocasio Cortez. Mm. Yeah, she uh, she dethroned i'm gonna use the word dethroned (laughs) like this like 10 year long running like fucking real estate tycoon good fuck he's nothing more than a real estate tycoon who had a government position what does that mean like what what did he do he helped the gentrification process he took money good get him the fuck out laws from the people who gave him money and like she's a democratic socialist who's like i specifically want these people out of power yeah and people did it cool if anyone's interested in helping the next person do it, there's a uh, Nidia. What's her name? Is it Nidia? Yeah. Velasquez. Nidia that is Velasquez. not her. No. Okay. No. I don't know anything. You just said Nidia, so I looked at the screen. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Her name's Salazar. If you see her on the Brooklyn ballot, I know her office is in Bushwick, actually, unlike Bogart. Uh, I. She's running under the same platform for Brooklyn. Cool. And she wants to do the same thing with Brooklyn's representative. Make Brooklyn great again, but like for real. Actually great. But like actually. (laughs) Not from like a crazy racist perspective, from like a universal love kind of perspective. Yeah. But yeah, she's looking to like get rid of gentrification and get money out of politics and actually tax people that are rich and corporations that have the money that they're withholding from everyone. Yay. And she wants to like get rid of ice and everything. She's Give me that she's money. my girl. Salazar is her name. Keep an eye out Salazar. for that. Salazar. Um also this week or rather this month, it's Pride Month. It I is mean, we're kind of nearing the end of it, but Literally, like, um, tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Friday, the 30th, I'm, <laughs> then I'm sure you're not. your chance. Yeah. No, not Can't tomorrow. Can't be anymore, sorry. Saturday's the 30th. So you have one more day <laughs> to celebrate Pride. <laughs> Go be gay. Kiss somebody of the same gender. Or a weird gender. Yeah. Or have sex with a banana. <laughs> Pansexual. Who knows? And be proud about it. Yep, Exactly. Just for everybody listening, I'm not making fun of pansexuals. I'm just like... We're making fun of banana sexuals. Yeah, Band exactly. Pansexuals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I wasn't able to go to Pride this year, unfortunately. Um, but we were able to go to a drag show hosted by my friend Cam, which was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, we saw a bunch of queens perform... And they were just so fucking expressive. Like, we talked about it with our guests. Um, so you can hear about it in a little bit. 
Yeah. But if you want to see pictures from the event, we have them on our Instagram at Jack of Trades Media on Instagram mm-hmm. and Jack of Trades Media on Facebook and at J O T Media on Twitter. Even though I don't really post anything <laughs> on Twitter, um, Twitter's for words, and we do more we do than pictures. Talk yeah, and post words. <laughs> we do pictures and videos. We do picture word. Real life. Yeah. Not just okay. commenting from about things across the internet. Yeah, who knows? Who would be like Roseanne? <laughs> tweeting racist things. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the alien? I swear. There's oh, like a man. video of her crying now, trying well, to apologize. Yeah. I mean, of course. Apparently she is very, very unhealthy, though. She is. Honestly, I believe her and I support her. I don't support her. I think it was still a stupid ass thing to do. Like get it your life together. It was a stupid thing to do, and she doesn't have her life together. Like I'm. Yeah, so maybe she shouldn't be like sad. hosting a show. A, she shouldn't be. No, she. She should be, be like taking spotlight. care of herself. You know. Yeah, I feel bad. I mean, that's what we we always talk about when like somebody's like. She was in a bad place, and she made a bad decision. Like, yeah. I can't judge people that hard for doing shit like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this before, but. It's like people do shitty things and like a lot of people just like crucify them, throw them up on a cross and they're like, this person's a fucking monster. This one action or this one thing that they said pretty much determines their entire life as a person. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if that were the case for me, like I would have been dead like 10 years ago. Like I've said and done some awful fucking things, but People forgive and people move on and we all make mistakes. Not saying that being racist is not a mistake. It totally is. But we also have to like kind of figure out that people need like medical care and like mental care. And like sometimes they're just fucking crazy and they're on Ambien and they're on a bunch of drugs. And like, obviously that's your own choice too, but if there's like some kind of like mental handicap there, we gotta we gotta ease up. Yeah, you know? for real. We need we need to ease up on just attacking everybody. It's just attack, 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 and I'm just like, what can I say that won't get me in trouble? You know. I don't know. My band got thrown off a show. Oh yeah, that's right. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I could talk about that. Okay. I don't want to like mention names, but like, yeah, Gallons of Pork was booked on a show, and apparently the. Uh, the touring band was a militant PC band, and a few hours after we were added to the bill and already started promoting, the promoter hit us back up and was like, you actually can't play the show. That's so fucked up, man. And I don't know what I did. Like, yeah, we make some raunchy music, but like... Yeah, all you do is talk about butts and boobs, there. you know? There could, you could be insane clown posse. Yeah. Like... Those Talking are about the people putting nuts that in like your soup and like <laughs> nuts in your soup. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that, that was a lyric. Yeah, that's a line. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, splitting braid, open chocolate starfishes. <sighs> a piece of corn and the skin, skin of, of a, a pea. pea. <laughs> but like, it's just jokes, yo. Yeah, it's just like people like that who take things so ultra seriously just need to like put something in their butt and take it out <laughs> you'll feel a lot better you'll feel either take so the much stick better. out of your ears or put it in there like, yeah exactly chill move it around a little <laughs> you know like well, like we said before putin's gotta like smoke a joint and relax exactly 
I need to go smoke a joint and relax and go watch some ICP because I'll probably have an anxiety attack. (laughs) (laughs) But not really. Um, Our guest today was Clark Hamill. Clark Hamill. He's he's such a beautiful man. Yeah. Really, like, just, like, such a sweet guy. Like, Mm -hmm. overall genuine and um talk about the brooklyn music scene we talk about um trans culture and lgbt yep. culture exactly for those of you listening he is a trans man mm-hmm. and in honor of pride i thought it would be a good idea to just like talk to somebody a part of that community and kind of like just happy like happy story too yeah like i feel like a lot of people kind of put trans and gay people in a box and it's just like oh their life story was so tragic like they had to come out to their parents they had to come out to the world but it's not it's, it doesn't have to be tragic yeah exactly it doesn't have to have a sad story yep like, and clark is complete proof of that yeah and he is a wonderful human being and we really hope that you enjoy our conversation with him all right y'all see you in a sec Wait, never mind. I forgot to announce the show, so we Oopsie. got a little too excited. This um, is like the Oops All Crunch Berries episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I have heat stroke right now. I spent like five hours at the yeah, beach today. Yeah, it's like today. over 90 degrees in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm local, a little spacey. We, we feel your pain. Okay, so anyway, show's going on. Saturday, June 30th, so-called people, Twigga, Tallies. Uh, Overlord and Flirt Club is playing at Pianos, Top Nachos, Classical Baby, Power Snap at Gutter Bar, and Nerd Salad, Bushicks, and Gallons of Pork at Olives. If you hey. live anywhere near Nyack, New York, uh, that's where that is. Yeah, if you live close or know people who live there, give them a heads up. Get if a you ride. Want a ride. Send us an email <laughs> at Jack of Trades <laughs> at nyc at gmail.com. Um, and then Tuesday, July 3rd, is Bushicks and Love Honey at Arlene's Grocery. We've got Baked, Love High Honey. Pony, The Rizzos, and Dead Painters at Union Hall also on Tuesday, July 3rd. Um, and then Sunday, July 8th, we have Pink Louds, like straight up like pink and then louds. Um, Color Tongue, Pekka's, and Groupie at Zone 1 at Elsewhere. And then Monday, July 9th, is Nihilosaurus and Fisk. However, I don't think Fisk is playing anymore because the band dissolved mm-hmm. which kind of sucks that sucks but we'll see if i think there happens from it yeah i think they're looking for new members anyway the the lead singer dude um is probably gonna finish out the rest of the shows like the rest of the fist shows this month as like a solo set um but they'll probably be back mm-hmm. with a new name i would hope or the same name you Maybe. never know well, anyway, now we're done. Officially done. I'm sorry for wasting your time. Hey, so we are here with Clark. Hi. I don't know your last name. Clark Hamill. Camel. Hamill. Hamill, not Camel. <laughs> sorry. You can say Camel if you want. It's <laughs> for short. Clamel. Clark. Yeah. Clark. Yeah, some people at work call me Clark. Clark? <laughs> Clark's yeah. a man of many names. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I don't know much about you. Frank knows a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. But where are you from? What do you like to do? Like, what's your whole deal? Yeah. So, uh, from a lot of places, I grew up with a government family. So, I 
have lived in New York City, Long Island, and then D.C., and then Maryland, and then Virginia, and then back to D.C. Holy shit. And then I went to school in the Hudson Valley for undergrad, and then after that, after I graduated, I moved to New York City. Cool. Yeah. What was your favorite place to live out of all those places? Um... I was very resentful when my parents moved into, now they live in the Hudson Valley, like three hours north of the city. And I was resentful when they moved there because I was finishing high school and I wasn't happy that my parents were moving. But now I love it. I love being able to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that's my favorite place, but maybe that's because I don't actually live there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I love upstate. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And so I went to like college there. Yeah. All the places. DC was good too. I definitely wouldn't want to live there right now, but it was a good place to grow up, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We went to DC once last year. Yeah. But I don't know. It was kind of lame for us, at least, just for like the day. We didn't really do much, though. Mm -hmm. People like to, when I say I'm from DC, people like to say, oh, I went there in eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I went there on a field trip. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I feel like that's like the number one field trip spot yeah. in like the world. It is. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I don't know. Um, what do you do in New York now? Uh, well, Frank and I work together yeah. at a really sick cafe. I work in the kitchen. It's um, my favorite cafe in New York. It's honestly one of the best service jobs I've ever held, <laughs> which no, says a lot because mm-hmm. service jobs normally suck. Um, but I also am really involved in the DIY music scene in Brooklyn and generally New York City, um, which is kind of what I intend to follow more yeah. as I grow up. <laughs> yeah. That's why I moved here for sure. Was to get more involved in like people making music and like hustling and Exactly. Yeah. I was like I and that's the thing too is I play music but I have always preferred and I think always been better at uh, the other side, you know, booking, yeah. PR, things like that. And so Every single person that plays music also needs that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's so the way I that like, I look at it. Like, like all where my can friends I go? are musicians, and it's like, well, there's no room for me to actually play, and I'm not really that great, so I might as well <laughs> just like help everybody out. Yeah. Because oh, they need it. Exactly. And I was like, I can do that in New York City because everybody that wants to be in a band and play music moves to New York City to play music, but not everybody that wants to work in the other side of music mm. yeah that. yeah a lot of bands have that kind of problem too like they just like don't know how to do it or like they're just lazy or like they just want to like make music and like um, not worry about it yeah or, exactly yeah. i think I mean, big time uh bandwagon effect you know yeah, like right yeah. now philadelphia is really cool and suddenly every person i know that plays music is moving to philly but yeah. that doesn't mean that there isn't a scene in new york city anymore it just means that like it's a little different now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, you know, scenes change and yeah. it all ebbs and flows. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, the scene kind of sucked. And then it, like, recently just started picking up from what I've noticed. I don't know. It's different. It's always different. Every couple of years, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. People talk about how, like, cities change. You know, you go back after five years and the restaurant you loved isn't there anymore. It's totally the same with music. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You it's come like, back oh yeah, after I love this band, and now they're not here anymore. Now they don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, like I played a show with that band six years ago, and now they're fucking famous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
somebody actually came into the cafe where Frank and I work a couple of days ago, who I booked five years ago. Holy who shit. Who is now That's cool. really famous. Word. And Whoa. I, you want to name drop? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the band Girl Pool. Oh, yeah. Girl, yeah, Pool. Girl Pool. Yeah. So Harmony, who is one of the two people in that duo, uh, was just there. And I, and I wow. kind of made eye contact and then they were like, hey, I know you from somewhere. And I said, yeah, I booked you five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we chatted and it was nice. And I was like, it's so wild that we have reconvened in this space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like four years ago, I was really into a deer horse. And like that was like before they had like dropped all their jobs and started touring yeah because like they all were just like you know what from i mean from what i've heard from other people they were just like we're just gonna quit our jobs and just like make music full-time and like just kind of figure it out and they fucking figured it out like four it years worked. later and i'm like holy shit like they're playing everywhere like, yeah it's true i just saw so i think like a month ago they came back from like a six-week tour mm-hmm. and like they're they're doing it. Yeah. They're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also kind of inspiring. I'm like, oh my God. They are doing it. <laughs> yeah. Someone's doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone from Brooklyn is actually doing it. Exactly. And Fruit and Flowers. They're doing it too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Caroline stops in all the time. She was in the other, what, the other day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were just like chatting and, you know, didn't even really talk about music just like talking about life and in my mind I was like you're in a band I really like (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's cool New York's like so humbling like that oh absolutely I feel like I'm consistently running into people that don't view themselves as like quote-unquote famous you know like within the music scene or the smaller music scenes but they actually totally are yeah they don't see themselves that way (laughs) Do you know um, that band Charlie Bliss? Yeah, I do. I've so, I booked them a couple times. Oh, cool! But a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to school with the guitarist of that band, oh, uh, cool. Spencer, and then I actually ended up working at La Colum with him after the fact because, like, I hadn't seen him in like five years. Whoa! And then all of a sudden, I like walk into work and I'm like, oh, hi! Like, I know you. And then like. He, like, worked, like, on and off because he was always going on tour with Charlie Bliss. And then, mm-hmm. like, he just, like, ended up not coming back. And now they're, like, playing festivals and, like, tours. They, and it's wild. They did a, a... It wasn't a tour, but it was, like, a series of shows with Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. Wild. Oh, my God. I, that. that shook me up. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've met those people. <laughs> oh, and that dude, Spencer, is also the voice of Dash and the Incredibles. I read that. And read he's that the only somewhere. one that wasn't recast for the second one. It's because he wah. already got famous in the way he actually wanted to <laughs> <Yeah>. be. <laughs> hey, I he mean, got famous I a different way. <laughs> yeah. No more cartoon stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now it's real life stuff. <laughs> but that's what's beautiful about like the DIY scene is that you never sure. know what's going to happen with people. And, you know. If you do it just to do it because you love it, like you see your friends and acquaintances just like blow up from not quitting. Yeah, everybody I know that got into music and kept doing music because it's what they were passionate about. Those are the people like from Madeira Horse and like Charlie Bliss too and other bands. I don't know if you know the band Palm. Like 
No. Um, I went to college with them, and now they're, you know, getting bigger. You know, those are the people that actually get somewhere with their music is because they're playing it because they like it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Not because they're trying to write music that could sell. It's because they're writing music that they are enjoying writing. Yeah. And having fun doing it. Yeah. Well, I actually heard a little rumor uh, that Charlie Bliss uh, lost a little bit of creative control on Whoa. their new album that's coming out. Like, I think, like, they have, like, a songwriter contributing. It happens. Yeah. It does happen. I don't know. I was talking with my partner about about Beyonce <laughs> and how, <laughs> how much of her music she actually writes. It's, like, so little. It she is, has, like, eight writers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those eight people don't get very much credit no but, but they write all of like the hit songs for beyonce for taylor yeah. swift for like all those crazy pop stars yeah and it's those people like like mark ronson who like mm-hmm. writes hits yeah. for people that's his job but you know like people don't know him for doing that yeah him for like the one song where his name is on it yeah, yeah exactly yeah i mean i see like beyonce and like that whole category as like more like performers you know like because like they're not really writing their music like they're great singers or great dancers or great like entertainers overall mm-hmm. it's a really good way of of viewing it and also phrasing it i think you're yeah. absolutely right i don't know because like it, it's just like so different from like rock band stuff to like pop stuff mm-hmm. that's know? what they excel at you know they're doing it for the crowd you know yeah. they're trying to do things that other people are gonna like yeah exactly and like i don't know this sounds like kind of like a fucked up way to put it but uh it's almost like like cruise ship performers like it's just like they're given (laughs) like they're like given things to perform and then they do it and it's like there's not like much like creative control over i mean i'm sure beyonce has creative control over whatever she does but like whatever she wants to like put in it but well that's the thing too is you know that they do have a final say yeah Mm -hmm. if they were like no i fucking hate what you just wrote for me i'm (laughs) not gonna perform that yeah they wouldn't do it and you have to be really fucking good to get to that point to tell people no yeah exactly i'm not gonna do that whack-ass dance move what are you talking about yeah (laughs) so so it's like on the one hand they there isn't very much creative integrity but there is like i guess the upper hand control of being able to say well like I do want to do that or I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, if only we could all be Beyonce. Um, one day. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope. I don't know, you mentioned like it's the it's the end of Pride Month. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, like June. June is, yeah. is queer Pride Month and it's now coming to a close. So this is, cool. you know, yeah, we all go so. back into our caves. So. <laughs> <laughs> So if you feel comfortable, uh, would you mind, like, telling everybody, like, your story and, like, how you identify? Yeah, for sure. So I'm a trans man, um, which is, I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a man, but um, when I was born, I was identified as a woman. Um, They probably called me a girl because I was a baby. Uh, (laughs) Can't but, really correct anyone at that point. Yeah, exactly. I was born a woman. You know, <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> um, it's okay. It wasn't their fault. Um, but um, I, 
It's funny. A lot of trans people like to use the phrase like, like you know, like, oh, I knew my whole life. I was born in the wrong body or like mm-hmm. things like you hear that. that a lot. What's up? You hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah. You hear that a lot. Of, like people saying, you know, like I've been miserable my whole life. I've never gotten to live the way that I want to live, which is definitely really valid. Um, but that's actually not really the story that I have. Um, I kind of started to realize that I wasn't like other girls uh, <laughs> when I was like 14 or 15 mm-hmm. um, and it it wasn't the cliche stuff though it wasn't like oh like I only like hanging out with boys and like oh like I don't like wearing bras like those things were <laughs> definitely all true but it was you know I think those are the cliches that people like to talk about they're like yeah. oh like and, and then I cut all my hair off and I felt so much like me and I that's actually something I did I was 15 and I I was like, I want to cut my hair and I cut, you know, my hair super, super short. I shaved my head when I was 15 and I didn't feel any more like me, (laughs) you know, because the fact of the matter is like, although your hair can definitely be, you know, a huge part of how you feel and who you are and the way that you present yourself in the end, like whether you have short hair or long hair doesn't really affect who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think... For most of high school, I went back and forth between trying things to be more boyish and like overcompensating, acting more and more girly so that people would like me and not think I was weird. Um, I definitely did not grow up in a conservative area, but I definitely grew up in an era where like when I cut my hair, like people just called me a dyke. Like that's oh, just yeah. what it was. It's like, Oh, Clark's hair is short. Dyke. Um, <laughs> you know, whether I said I was queer or not. Yeah. Um, what city was this? This was in DC. The okay. high school was in DC. Um, yeah. And high school's already like a fucking shit show already <laughs> for anybody. Yeah. For like you straight or queer or whatever. Like high school sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like it doesn't matter if I buzz my head or had bad haircut. People are still going to talk about my hair. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't matter what it was. Yeah. Any so, expression, you know? Yeah. Any expression that's not, 100% status quo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you were wearing like Hollister, you weren't cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Hollister. It Me smelled either. bad in there. Oh my yeah. God. It's it not was, that I didn't want to wear their the jeans. I couldn't walk into their store yeah. without the waft of like <laughs> cologne and perfume just like flying up your nose. It's, Migraine city. Yeah. <laughs> Get a headache. I also <laughs> have like super short, stubby legs. Like I can't fit into like those small little things. Like I would have to get like a size 10. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm five foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's what, that was high school. And then I actually, you know, literally I, I got to college and I met a trans person in maybe my first month of college. And that was the first outwardly visibly trans person I have ever met. People like to say, oh, I've never met a trans person before. That's a fucking lie. You definitely have. You just (laughs) didn't know. Um, (laughs) uh, I've had people say that to me. I'm like, you know, I'm trans, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I got to college and I was like, wow, there's a lexicon for this. Like there are words to describe how I actually feel and things I can do about it question mark and that kind of kicked off within my first semester of college I started going by they them because I was like kind of trying to figure things out yeah um 
but immediately I was just so happy that there were words to describe how I had been feeling for the past like five years yeah mm-hmm. that didn't include a haircut exactly yeah. <laughs> it was like no like we don't care how long or short your hair is like you just need to tell us how you feel and I yeah. was like wait what <laughs> and that's so ridiculous was there, <laughs> <laughs> was there like a good community for you like Definitely. Um, I went to Bard College, which is a very small, very liberal little bubble in the middle of a very red area. Mm. Um, So in some ways, I was very lucky. Like I was surrounded by a lot of queer people and Mm -hmm. a lot of wonderful queer spaces. But if I left campus, it was not quite as friendly. Yeah. Um, But I made it work. And by my junior year of college I was like fully out as a trans man cool um and uh at this point I am basically almost like literally days away um from one year on testosterone um which is like hormone replacement therapy um which a lot of trans people choose to do to get you know the the faces they want and things like that um and then actually on July 13th, I'm having my top surgery, Woo-hoo, which is congrats. exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm very excited. It was one of those things where, um, I wanted to wait until I was out of school to do these sort of big changes. It's like mm-hmm. when I was in college, everybody knew who I was and I didn't need to change my physicality to remind mm-hmm. people of that. But I was still uncomfortable in my body. Um, but I was busy doing other things like booking six shows and getting a degree and writing a thesis. (laughs) I just didn't really have the time or the energy to put into like becoming more of who I am. Mm -hmm. And now I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to be you for the rest of your life. Exactly. (laughs) That's the other thing. It's like, I could have waited however long, you know, I'm, I'm me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, I have, a lot of um, trans people who have not started any sort of transition have asked me before what, like, what's the best order to do things in? Like, <laughs> you know, like hormones or surgeries and changing your name and like all these things. And I'm like, you do it in whichever order you deem most important to your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't change my gender marker on like my license until like two months ago. Cause oh, I was shit. just like, whatever yeah (laughs) well how did it feel like when you did but then i did it and i spent the whole fucking week showing everybody my driver's (laughs) license that said m (laughs) so it doesn't it doesn't feel like a big deal going into it and then afterwards you're like oh my god i did the thing yeah um but it's it's definitely good and like i am very grateful i think part of moving to New York City after I graduated too is that there's a very large queer community yeah. here. Um, like this is like one big family as like a city oh, and it's yeah. like so nice and like I'm just glad we don't really have to like worry about it. You yeah. Know? Like I definitely, you know, I never really walk down the street and think to myself like people are looking at me. You know, which is definitely something that happened yeah. for most of my life, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, being, you know, a 15-year-old with a shaved head who, yeah. like, dressed like a boy. And then my mom would be like, this is my daughter. And I'd be <laughs> like, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so being in a in a place where... And, you know, it was funny. 
sometimes at work I do get a look from a customer and it's um I've, I've actually like honed this in very well it's not quite checking me out but it's not quite I don't like the way you look it's the nice middle ground where I'm not sure what you are <laughs> um, they're like trying to figure out what are you look um, which I get sometimes on the subway and I get it at work sometimes but it, it honestly doesn't really bother me it's kind of fun oh, okay, good. People. <laughs> I'm like yeah that's right you can't tell <laughs> um, so one thing I want to ask is like, when did you tell your parents or have you told, have your parents always like kind of known or like, mm-hmm. like what's like that kind of dynamic like and like what kind of like courageousness did it take to like be like, hey, yeah, if that were the case. Um, so my, my dad is a pretty chill guy um, and my mom is a therapist. Uh, <laughs> so... They're, they're both very accepting people and even from a young age, you know, actually my best friend in like elementary school and growing up, which is when we lived in more like uh, suburbanite areas in Maryland, um, my best friend growing up had two moms. So it was very oh, normalized okay. for me, not transness, uh, but queerness was very normalized for mm-hmm. me. I was like, you know, like... 11 or 12 and had crushes on kind of people of every gender and I wasn't utterly confused and baffled by it. I was like, well, this makes sense because she has two moms and I have a mom and a dad. And so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but which had its ups and downs, the, the ups being that I was set from a young age, yeah. <laughs> the downs being that not everybody thought that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but my that's parents, like a blessing to have that early. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you get like comfortable with yourself and like yeah. you get comfortable around that kind of environment. And like, I don't think I've ever felt, you know, like, like a freak, yeah. you know, as a queer person or a trans person. I've definitely felt like an outcast and like different yeah. from other people and like other people don't get it and things like that. But I've never felt like so utterly different. You know, I've yeah. never felt like that, which I'm very grateful for. It's a huge privilege that I have. Um, Some people go through hell. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I have friends that, you know, have been kicked out of their homes for being queer. You know, it's uh, we don't like to think about it, but it, it's yeah. really real. Um, yeah. But I so I never <laughs> I guess I joke about my coming out is that I came out to my parents like 12 times as different things. <laughs> I was like, so I like boys and girls. And then later it was like, so I think I just like girls. And later it was like, I like boys too. And then it was like, no, I just like boys. And it was like, no, back to both. And then it was like, <laughs> also I'm definitely not a girl myself. And then it was like, okay, I think I'm for sure a man. Also to clarify, I still do just like boys and girls um, you know, it was like a series of I feel like I it was less that I had like a big coming out and more that I kind of just like sputtered at them for 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like queer the series yeah literally <laughs> why I'm so grateful for the term queer too is it's just like this wonderful umbrella term yeah. that I don't have to say anything else <laughs> um, but my parents have always been very accepting um of queerness transness i i am not a parent i don't know what it's like but 
I know that it's hard to have mm-hmm. a child be one way or have a child that you perceive as one way for so many years and then have them tell you that you are not what they have perceived you to be mm-hmm. for that period of time. Um, it's, you know, and I have a lot of empathy for my parents in that way is that like, I know it was jarring. Yeah. Like I was definitely always a tomboy, but I don't think they ever expected me to come on out and be like, yeah, so I'm a man. Like they never saw that coming. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think really any parents like, unless like now you're having kids and like these days where like being trans is like way more of like a public thing and like, yeah, it's more accessible. like a lot more like awareness and like people can listen to a podcast like this and understand and like yeah exactly you know, like when we were growing up not to sound like an old fuck but like <laughs> it just like wasn't a thing like yeah. being gay was like barely a thing oh and like absolutely <laughs> it's funny actually i recently had a more formal coming out to my aunt and uncle who have a 10 year old and a 14 year old um and i came out to all of them i was like i am a trans man you know I just like need you to know that we're not we're not particularly close but they're still family and yeah. like my dad was like I'm not telling them so you have to <laughs> <laughs> and when I did tell them I was like to to my cousin who is 10 I was like asked her if she wanted me to explain what that meant to her to which she extraordinarily sassily replied I'm in our school's GSA. And I was like, oh, wow, you're in the Gay Straight Alliance. And she said, uh, no, Clark, it's the Gender and Sexuality Alliance. And I was like, oh, what the God. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so just like, like shaking in my boots, like this child knows more than me. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, it's so true. Like kids yeah. these days really do like. No, and that's like, a beautiful thing. It's incredible. It I'm so happy that this is how the world is now. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's so much is super fucked up right now. But I take comfort in like, like I was at the, I was at the New York City Pride March on oh, last Sunday. Yeah, mm. same. Frank Edward. <laughs> I got <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I got everybody who was drunk on West Fourth Street on East Fourth oh Street God, at my I'm cafe. Sure. <laughs> and then it was everybody who had to pee, and so I literally couldn't pee for two hours. Yep. I was just much. like. All right, here comes another Not pride gonna lie. flag. I definitely went into a couple coffee shops to pee. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. We were just like, oh, we'll just steal. It's but fine. it was Everybody amazing. Celebrating. Like standing next to us at the march was this gaggle of like fourteen or fifteen year olds. Mm-hmm. And my shit. partner and my friend and I were just like, oh my god, like this is incredible that you are yeah. here yeah. and that you are happy and proud and doing this at this age and yeah. like. For all of the fucked upness right now, that gave me like a real spark of joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, um, I saw like a bunch of parents like just like bringing their like six year old kids like on the train to go to the parade, and I'm just like, oh my god, yes! Like, it's this great. Is amazing. It's so nice to see that, and uh, it's funny the resource that I give people when they're like, "Do you have like literature I can read about?" transness and gender is there's an entire it's a it's a short edition of national geographic called the gender revolution whoa and it's like 25 pages and it's like a 101 on gender and it's so cool and on the front (laughs) and the cover is like an eight-year-old trans girl 
Oh my god! And so like that's the resource. Like yeah. some people be like, that's how into the mainstream it is at this yeah. point. Yeah, is like Nat, Nat Geo. Is- Nat Geo yeah. did a fucking like short article, like not even an article, a short edition, mm-hmm. all about gender. It's yeah. Like, when I was 16 and was like, mom, are there movies that have gay people in them that I can watch? She was like, what? No. (laughs) There were, there were, you know, the kind of like, but they were like the old school classics that even within those. And I think that is actually another part of why it took me a long time to come out as trans is that like in all of the mainstream queer things that existed in 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 media when i was growing up were all really set in the binary yeah it's still man and woman yeah yeah exactly it it really is still still very much that way but Mm -hmm. you know 10 years ago it you know gender isn't even brought up it's just like and not even like bisexuality or queerness you know Mm -hmm. it's just like male female yeah male female gay straight yeah yeah that's it um and so I think the fluidity of it all, and that's part of it too, is, you know, like I identify as a binary trans man, you know, so like I don't identify as like not with a gender, like I am a man for sure, but there are parts of my body that I still really, really love that I also associate with like my past as a woman and like mm-hmm. things like that, you know, that. Do you find like some kind of sense of like nostalgia or like some kind of like, pride and like also having like I don't know just like the way you feel about your body yeah absolutely you know it's it's interesting I think a lot not even a lot the majority of the way that I feel about my body has entirely to do with how society views it you know it's not that I don't love that I have a big butt (laughs) I love my butt um, <laughs> I love dudes with the butt. Like, <laughs> right? Like, my partner has, my like, a killer, like, big donk. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> and I do, too. And I also love it. But I feel like, oh, if I show off my butt, like, if I wear, like, really butt-flattering pants, everybody's going to think I'm a girl. Mm. And yeah. that's why I don't. Like, that's why I prefer to wear baggy pants is because I'm worried about other people not mm-hmm. viewing me as a man not that I don't want to show off my butt I love my butt you know <laughs> so it and it's it's that's the part of it that's fucked up is you yeah. know like I really do love my body a lot and you know testosterone has changed my body a lot too like I have an Adam's apple that's weird oh my god I didn't <laughs> 23 know 23 years without one <laughs> now I have one <laughs> I didn't know that, that was a thing yeah it's actually the younger that you start hormones be it estrogen or testosterone the more likely you are to develop the most secondary okay. sex characteristics so if you're 30 and you start testosterone you probably won't end up with one but if you're you know 20 and you start hormones or you know however old um, you are more likely to because yeah. your body is still not done developing technically. Mm-hmm. Um, Was which, there anything like uncomfortable like with taking hormones like that you've experienced? You know, I have to year? give myself a shot every week. That's not super fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am so terrified of needles. Like I pass out. <laughs> it it definitely took some getting used to. <laughs> the first one was. Well, the first one was done by my doctor, and then the second one, I I went in and like she watched me do it, yeah, and like made me do it. And uh. I was like freaking out. <laughs> um, honestly, it it's interesting there. Like, 
it sucks that society views everything in such a binary. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like the ways that I could and enjoyed like feeling like, you know, quote unquote, like sexy as a woman, I no longer can as a man because like I'm not, I don't have the same curves anymore. Like I don't have a tiny waist anymore because that's like one of the first things that happens on hormones mm-hmm. is like your body weight redistributes. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, now how do I look sexy if I don't have that? Um, so honestly, it's it it's weird because every single change I'm so, so, so happy about, but also have to get used to. Yeah. I shaved for the first time a couple months ago. That oh was God. super weird. <laughs> Nobody else can see it, but I can feel it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what counts. <laughs> Um, Keep shaving, it'll grow in faster. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know my tricks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's interesting though. A lot, I think, a lot of the way that I present myself uh, are me trying to present as masculine as possible for the larger society, and less me dressing how I want to dress. Yeah. You know, not that I don't love what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I'm very comfortable. Yeah. And I probably look great. Yeah, but, <laughs> you look wonderful. But, uh, you know, wearing shirts that were a little tighter would not be the worst thing in the world, but I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Which is part of why I'm so excited for my surgery, because I can wear a tight shirt mm-hmm. or a mesh shirt or, you know, like all these things and not worry about like that part of my body yeah. being like, I guess, exposed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's like why we're kind of doing this podcast, kind of like break like all like that societal yeah. bullshit. You yeah. know? It's all like, a load of crap. Yeah, honestly. exactly. <laughs> I'm glad like, people are learning it now. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I like I feel like a lot of people are just very, very uncomfortable with asking questions. And like, oh, yeah, I mean, like to an extent, like some questions are very rude if depending on the way you put them and yeah, like, what been, your intentions are. But I've been asked, you know, I mean questions that people love to ask trans people you know like what was your name before it's like that's it doesn't really matter fucking business <laughs> and it doesn't matter and isn't relevant to my life so no yeah or you know like i get i get asked a lot this is very strange but and i've talked to other trans men apparently they get asked a lot too common question do you still get your period mm. like no <laughs> like i have more testosterone than estrogen in my body like, yeah it doesn't work down there. <laughs> Nothing's functional. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got asked recently if I still PMS. I was like, no, no. that's not how that works. It's like an estrogen thing. Yeah, yeah. and I don't really have that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's I have a lot of trans friends um, just because we, you know, gravitate towards each other birds of a feather exactly um but something that i talk about all the time with them is you know like damn like i'd love to wear a dress but i'm not going to yeah you know damn i'd love to wear like a fishnet shirt but i'm not going to like damn i'd love to grow my hair out but i'm not going to you know things like this the same way like i know a lot of trans women that are like oh yeah no i wear dresses because i want people to know i'm a girl 
Yeah. Not because I like wearing dresses. I'd love to just wear jeans and a t-shirt. Mm. That's so fucked up, though. Like, you should be yeah. able to, like, feel, like, comfortable in whatever the fuck you want to wear. It's clothes. It like, is fucked up. Clothes. And the worst part clothes. is it's, like, part of being trans is, you know, you're making these transitions to feel more and more comfortable in who you are. And then society is like, mm, no. Yeah. That's rough. It's There's like, like if a you, point. Yeah. It's like, well, if you want to present yourself as this, you better present yourself as this. Yeah. Or else you're going to make everybody question and everything and also themselves and it's like well maybe they should be questioning themselves exactly mm-hmm. yeah well and like you said like there are definitely questions that you know they have a time and a place yeah exactly like if I was just sitting with somebody that I didn't know that well like or if like I was at a bar with a bunch of friends and somebody was just like so Clark when did you come out to your parents I'd be like ah what <laughs> excuse me but I'm so happy to talk about that right now you yeah. know because it's uh, this is the place the place to, to like, do, it. do it yeah um i am also like i'm not gonna lie i, I think i'm definitely a, a more tolerant person for those sorts of questions i think mm-hmm. a, a lot of people i think most people aren't aren't totally comfortable um you know like this person was like do you still pms and i was like no i don't also, that's not the most appropriate question to ask a trans person just for the future. Yeah. You know, I didn't blow up at them, but I know a lot of people that would have been like, what yeah. the fuck? Don't ask people that and yeah. not even answered it. I know a lot um, of people like that, too, are just like, don't even want to answer the question. And like, yeah. But there's also Google. Like, oh, my God. I know. Like, whenever I don't want to answer a question, I'm like, well, you should Google that. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I don't know. You're not a dictionary. Like, yeah. you're not like this, like, infinite source of knowledge. Like. I don't know. Yeah. It puts you in a box that like you shouldn't be put in, you know, like totally people don't mm-hmm. ask straight women how they feel about a certain thing or like what happens to their body or like whatever. Like, <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Like people don't ask straight people like, so like, what's it like? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually I'm finding this thing I posted on Facebook today that a friend of mine sent to me. I don't have a problem with straight people. Some of my best friends are heterosexuals. I just don't get why they have to flaunt it. Nobody wants to see that. (laughs) Um, Which is like, I think how a lot of queer people feel is it's like, oh my God, you're acting like we are the strangest thing you've ever seen. It's like, like, how do you, like, who, who buys dinner? It's like, it's like what, wants what to world buy do you live in? <laughs> what time do you live in? Do you like, not buy each other dinner? Like, do you not like? Yeah, I mean, you don't split like, the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> I think it's it's actually funny. So like, you know, I'm a trans man, and and I'm in a relationship with a cis man who is queer. Um, Duh. <laughs> I didn't need to say that. It's pretty obvious. Um, he's straight. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, he's very confused. No. <laughs> but I think that people I don't think I like I like no it's intuitive I know that people look at us together in public and are thinking how do they have sex like you don't look at a straight couple and think like how do they bang yeah even though there could be so many different ways (laughs) with like with a straight couple it's still like not something you're thinking about but like you see a gay couple and you're just like hmm I wonder how they do it like who like people always like oh like Who's on? Who's like? Who's the top? Who's the bottom? Like, like who fucks who? And it's like, 
that's mm-hmm. none of your business. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and also, like, why does that matter? Yeah. Like, why do you it's like care? Your sex yeah. must be so boring. <laughs> oh my god, I know. I think about this a lot. Actually, I'm like, you must have the most vanilla life. Yeah. <laughs> if you are asking me how I have sex with my boyfriend, yeah. yeah. There's also porn if you're yeah. that interested yeah. well and then Once i think again google it the yeah. the times that i have and this has happened maybe twice is that i've people have like in a veiled way asked and then i just am like really really fucking rude and blunt about it and then they get really uncomfortable <laughs> I, but that's the problem is they get really uncomfortable they you know they want to be like so like you're like trans but like he's a guy but he's like a gay guy so like like do you or does he? And I'm like, yeah, no, I put it in his butt. And they're like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? And I'm like, you asked. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you didn't want to know, why'd you ask? Yeah. Like, I think it's probably because they're yeah. asking for like a vanilla answer. And it's just like. They want some listen. reinforcement. They want to hear, oh, well, you see, I do still have a vagina. So that's where he puts it. <laughs> yeah. like, it's all very normal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just like you. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Like, trans people are just like you. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> what they want to hear. Yeah. That's what they want to know. They want to know that, like, we're not different. And it's like, the fact is, like, some of the weirdest kinkiest people I know are straight people that's true so yeah we're into some weird fucking shit (laughs) hey you don't need to tell me (laughs) um but yeah no it's so funny people uh, people have these like conceptions in their head about how things are and they want to know everything but then when you actually tell them they're confused and upset by it it's like which is why like you said i half the time i really do say you know oh well like go on google yeah like you can google this <laughs> the internet's a gift yeah. <laughs> or just like think like you have to ask the question with an open mind and really think do i want to know the answer exactly yeah. or am like, i just asking to be an asshole like yeah i wonder that too i wonder like why why are you at like are you genuinely curious or are you just trying to be a dick right now mm-hmm. or like do you really want to know? <laughs> I think sometimes people really do want to know. Yeah. 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 I I think the like genitalia question, I think people really, really are so curious about. Yeah. With every trans person. Mm-hmm. They like, you see a trans yeah. person and you're just like, I wonder what's down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't. I don't really wonder like, that. Why, like, yeah, I'm like, I don't really care that much. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, why? Like, do, I'm not it, looking at it. It like, doesn't really like, affect yeah. you. Yeah. So I don't, I don't look at like cis people and I'm like, I wonder what it looks like down there. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna, like, I wonder how big it is. Yeah. You know, like, I wonder how that straight girl's pussy looks. Like, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's not something you think about. <laughs> it's and just if different. you do, like, that's fine. But genuinely, like, generally, things. you keep it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the times that I do think to myself, like, hmm. I bet that guy has a big dick. I'm not going up to him and asking him whether or not he has a big dick. I'm thinking it and then I'm storing it deep down in the bottom of my brain. And hoping you find him again in basketball shorts. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is so funny. People just have have their own ideas of of how things are and how they want things to be. And Mm -hmm. normally that's not how they are (laughs) I mean I was just like kind of super lucky because like the first college I went to was Purchase and like Purchase has like a huge like queer community and like we had like 
drag queen shows on campus and like that's awesome like and it was like strip drag queen shows oh cool it was great and so like not only like were these queens like performing they were also like stripping and taking all their clothes off and like pulling like straight people on stage and i happened to be one of the straight people and i Yay. stripped in front of a group of people yeah yeah it was great i was like i'm a freshman in college i can do whatever i want yes <laughs> um but yeah, it was just like, it was really great because like the professors there were also like very, very aware of like trans communities and like I took like a psychology course where like we spent like a full month on like trans people and That's it was just awesome. like amazing. Like we watched like a bunch of documentaries of like children who like never felt like themselves and they're just like little boys who are just like, I am a girl and yeah. it's just like you know there's always like those fucking asshole republicans who are like you saw this on the television and now you want to be that media's brainwashing you yeah, yeah and it's like no like this boy literally came out and was just like i'm not this like yeah and it was just it was really nice to like learn about like all of that like kind of like before it hit like mainstream media because like I felt like I already kind of understood and I could like f like just be an ally and kind of totally. just like go with that vibe you know yeah that's great and I I think it's really important that things about you know it's interesting because I I don't view transness as like a mental illness obviously yeah. but I'm really glad that it is in like like gender and sexuality is taught in like the realm of psychology because yeah. it is psychological like mm -hmm. it has to do with your brain chemicals and your endocrine system and things like that like it is you know there is science there yeah. is there is some science uh and the fact that like it's taught in psych classes and things like that like when i was in high school and took psych like i didn't learn about gender yeah hell no so no. the fact that like at at, like universities and colleges like it is being taught that's so wonderful yeah i also went to like a religious school for like all of my life really yeah i went to like a greek orthodox like elementary school Fuck. where they are they are <laughs> not about being gay at all like yeah the greeks are manly as man can be which is also so funny to me because the greeks like <laughs> were gay as those men were so all gay. fucking each other yeah. <laughs> and it's fucked up because like back then like they were like yes this is normal like i am going to shove my dick into your butt and it'll be great fine <laughs> yeah and nowadays like, like, like like just something you did with your friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh do you want to play football no let me stick it in your butt instead <laughs> oh sounds great let's go <laughs> Exactly. Let's put it on the vase. Yeah. <laughs> and now Greek dudes are just like weird and masculine, yet they wear button-down shirts that are like all the way down to here, and it's just like, yeah, yo, you're showing off your whole chest, like you, you, you got a little bit of queer in you, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only know there's like the old joke, like gay or European. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is truth to that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then I went to an all-girls Catholic school, which was even more of a nightmare because like Damn. i think there might have been one outward like lesbian girl in my entire school and Damn. like she like let it be known and i was just like yeah you fucking do it <laughs> i don't even care but then like there were like a bunch of like other girls are just like oh my god she's like totally gonna have a crush on me like she's totally like looking at me High like school. 
And it's just like, oh, shut the fuck up. I dealt with that in high school, too, actually. Even yeah. at, like, a, I went to, like, a 3,000-person, very large public school for high school. And I dealt with that, like, like in the locker rooms, like, ninth oh, grade yeah. PE. I wasn't even, like, I had told, like, three friends that I, like, also liked girls. And suddenly, like, every girl in the locker room was like, Clark's looking at me. And I was like, no, I'm not. You're no. ugly. <laughs> um, That's something I, you got to deal with, too. Is I like, think queer fear is, queer like, fear. queer Way fear is narcissism at yeah. its finest. Yep. Because, like, wow, like, they must think that, like, I'm great. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, and also... Girl, you like, ugly. <laughs> dudes that are just like so homophobic and they're like, I don't want that good guy looking at me. And it's like, well, oh picture yourself being a girl walking down the street and then you cat call her and yeah. uh, picture that feeling. But like every single day yeah. of your life, because most likely that gay man doesn't want to fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like all those girls that you try to fuck that don't want to fuck you that's also the gay guys yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they also don't want to fuck you <laughs> yeah oh my god oh yeah that whole big thing and then I went to college and everything was great and Yay. I was just like yes I could be myself that's fun I, li- I like that you were able to like immediately be exposed to that mm-hmm. I definitely I think it took me a couple years I got really into music in college really quickly like I started booking shows like my second semester of college Mm -hmm. um and then I think I got more involved in the queer community at school like my junior year um yeah purchase you didn't really have a choice it was like be there (laughs) be straight you know like that's good (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I mean it's it's not that I wasn't like out but I I think and my friends that were queer, it was just like incidental that we were both queer. You know, it wasn't like because of it. And, yeah. Or, and I think I only kind of started to click and connect intentionally with other queer people a little later. Um, and I wish I had earlier because it is so beneficial just yeah. to like life. Um, <laughs> you know, my actually my oldest friend who I live with uh, now, we've lived together for a year and we just resigned our lease. Um She's queer too, and and throughout most of high school, I was trying to convince her that she was and was just closeted. And then her freshman year of college, she was like, "Clark, you were right." I was like, "Yeah, I know." Um, But I think we gravitated towards each other in high school because I just like knew, yeah, that she was, and I also was, and she didn't didn't have a problem that I was, and it just kind of naturally fell into place. You know, yeah, yeah. but it's funny now she she actually has a lot of friends that like do like drag and like shows oh, that's like that. awesome. she she works at a high-end sex store um Where? i need to know <laughs> it's in the east village it's called purple passion purple passion um she actually she you know andrew garfield like spider-man yeah you know she fitted him for like like leather leather thing and not a spider-man leather no like his <laughs> like, amount of leather like as, a, as the spider-man suit right yeah <laughs> like leather body suits and she was like is this like for a, a show and he was like no it's for a party and she was like oh my god <laughs> so now we know that spider-man's kinky but also she got to touch spider-man's butt 
for um, a long time. You can only dream of. I feel like <laughs> Spider-Man probably has like the best butt out of all the superheroes. Right? Maybe Him it's just Batman. that you can see it the best, but yeah. I mean... Hey, I'm I not mean, you can't see Batman's butt, and I could just imagine it's. Oh my god! No. Why does he wear that cape? <laughs> I know. Oh. Come on, like queer fear. <laughs> yeah. I don't want all the villains looking at my butt. <laughs> but uh, she, like a lot of drag queens come in and and buy a lot of their drag wear there cool. because it's like such a queer friendly place. But she she's like accidentally met all of these like queer performers just through <laughs> selling dildos um, <laughs> but uh, because of that I like like get to know about all of these various drag shows and burlesque yeah. shows and we actually went to a, a boylesque show recently wow super fun which is exactly what boylesque. it sounds like it's boys doing burlesque wow it was great oh was my awesome. god it was very sexy yeah. <laughs> you have to let frank know when there's another one of those things. <laughs> yeah we uh i actually just took pictures at a drag show that my friend was like hosting in the east village and like the queens were just wild oh wild. my god they get crazy literally wild one was a zebra oh my yeah. god yeah. <laughs> and like danced to like welcome to the jungle and like had this like beautiful like face makeup and like Shit. she was just running around like the entire venue and like taking people's dollars and just like that's incredible i i couldn't take any pictures of her because she was just moving around so much literally on like, the stage for like a minute of the performance total that's- yeah. That's Otherwise, amazing. she was on tables and like on the floor writhing. And wow. <laughs> Honestly, I have, performance. I have such appreciation for drag yeah. as an art. Oh also, my God. Like, I feel like drag kings are highly underrated, mm-hmm. but like oh, the yeah. number of lesbians that like to dress up as Elvis for fun ridiculous really it's obscene <laughs> I haven't seen it uh, <laughs> it's it's you know the same way that like drag queens there are like certain women in history that queens love to dress up as yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. the same with drag kings and Elvis is a big one cool wow um, do they like perform Elvis songs yeah oh yeah yes. <laughs> that's that's all all it's about we were um, saying too we need to see more like rock and roll drag yeah oh my god I wish rock and roll drag would be a dream <laughs> i would love to like book my my dream show to book <laughs> is a show that consists entirely of people in drag um like doing like hardcore music yeah. in drag cool like a drag hardcore show yeah. we'll make it happen yeah we'll we'll I'll, it I'll send a psa to everybody <laughs> Drag hardcore band, send an email at Jack yeah. of Trades. Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you would want to let people know, like possibly like people who are too afraid to come out as trans or like just like the overall queer community for people who are just like not comfortable with like being themselves just yet? Um something that I said earlier like anybody that says they've never met a trans person before is lying and (laughs) if you're a trans person and you are scared to come out because you're worried that there's nobody else that's like you or that there isn't that you won't have a community or that you won't get to meet people you're wrong you know there are people everywhere in every state that Mm -hmm. are trans and 
are living and breathing trans um, (laughs) uh, happily doing so. Um, And that not every trans person is visibly trans and that not every visibly trans person is, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I was going to go with that. Um, but just that, <laughs> we get the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Um, just that, like, you will find community wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think trans people especially, we we thrive from our communities. Because mm-hmm. without them, I don't think we would survive. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, also just, like, there is no rush. You know, you can be 30 and finally being a teenage boy and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like I joke a lot that like I look like a 13 year old boy. Um, but part of it is that I never got to be a 13 year old boy. Yeah. And I really exactly. love that now I get to look like one because I never got that growing up. Mm. And so just know that there is no rush and you will get to hit all those points in your life as the gender that you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with more experience. You were a 13 year old girl, too. Yeah. So now yeah. You, you've experienced everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am very well versed. Yeah. And 13's a shit age. So let me tell you, you're, you're fucking doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, truly, like, lots of sympathy to teenage boys because the, the myth of, like, like, teenage boys are not lying when they say that they're horny all the time. It's literally true. My first, like, three months on testosterone, I was like, what is happening to me? Um, it's real. I mean, I feel it's not so the worst thing for, for your partner. No, yeah. it definitely is not. <laughs> At least you're not actually 13. Yeah, oh my God. I don't think I could have lived another actual 13th year. <laughs> Imagine going through all of that, being so horny and sitting in math class. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do it as an adult, so that's it was great. better. Yeah. I could actually have sex yeah. and deal with it. Whereas <laughs> if you're 13, that's most likely not what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you're most likely like fantasizing about like Pamela Anderson or something. Yeah. yeah. Or whoever is the newer age Pamela Anderson. Oh my God, who's the new age Pamela Anderson? I don't know. I, don't know. I still think she's hot. I think it's Kim <laughs> K. I don't yeah, know. probably. Probably. Some of the Kardashians. <laughs> some of them. Not all of Not them. All just them. some of them. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming and like talking with us and like, you know, happy Pride. Yeah. yeah I had pride. such a great time this month. I feel like Pride is just like one of those like occasions where like you could just like be yourself for however long you want to be you yeah. know like yeah it's a time of like yeah. exploration you know exactly yeah. like and like june may be over but like pride is not yeah like it's good way to put it forever. you get to be proud forever <laughs> yeah amazing yeah. well thank you clark thank you for having me thank mm-hmm. you so much thank you uh, let me tell you a story 